You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo, your favorite podcast about video games, but we're doing it sports edition because sports happened yesterday. Yes, it did. Sports ball. Sports ball. Woo. I hope everyone is recovering. Would Do people recover? I don't, I don't go to Super Bowl parties. I don't either. I would imagine there is some recovering to be had. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game is at least on early church sure. right it's not like you have to wait till seven eight or nine o'clock at night so and yeah wasn't there a t- all the beers and was, foods wasn't there a time when it was later i felt like there was a, when i was younger i felt like it ran late into the evening like 10 11 o'clock at night i could be wrong Oh, maybe the festivities did. Perhaps. I feel like it always started at five something because kickoff was always some like five fourteen or five oh nine. It was always some like why can't you just say five fifteen? Sure, five o'clock. I never could understand that. So I always remember five ish. Okay, but I remember it used to be in January. Yeah. That I remember, and then I can't remember over the last fifteen or so years that. Something happened some week where it got shoved into February and then it seemed like we left it there. Mm. Again, I don't remember now what it was. <laughs> I have I have vague recollections of Super Bowl events that I've been uh-huh. to with other family members. Yeah. Uh, it's just not my I I, I yeah. did not grow up in those families. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I never went for the for the sports. I went for the food and the people. Yeah. Because I like to eat and drink. <laughs> but even then, the people. Eh. Yeah, eh, you know. It's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And happy Monday. Happy Monday. And happy Monday. Yeah, we're, we're doing things. You know who we are. You know no, what's n- going on. 236 episodes in, you should know who the fuck we are by now. Right. If you're new, well then, hi. <laughs> hi, I'm Steven. This is Lace. <laughs> this is Lace. We, we host a show. That's, that's how the thing happens. Anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, two things real quick. One I wanted to actually do as an update to something I was talking about last week, because uh. do you remember where I kind of threw out the possibility, I, I think I talked about it here, where uh, Warner Brothers could be looking to sell Harry Potter and Disney yes. could be eyeing it? Well. Yeah, you were you were talking about that. Because, like, doesn't Disney already have a wizard park or something? Uh, something like that. So. Two, two, now, now, David did kind of throw out a little something on our Discord. See, this mm-hmm. is where you can go to the Discord and, you know, join Learn in. Learn stuff, yeah. But he kind of mentioned something about the universal connection because they have the universal oh, park and kind of where they have that yeah. stake in it, I guess. It might be a fight, you know, because Disney would have to probably pay out some royalties. And if they did get it, then they'd have to tear that down and make it a part of theirs. I don't know. Just. Yeah. I, I got what he was trying to say. So. Yeah, it, it would be a mess. <laughs> follow me here. This is a rumor. Okay. So there is. this is not confirmed in any way whatsoever. 
but the source is said to be someone who works within Warner Media. Okay. okay. From what I'm hearing, based on this rumor, the DCU slate that James Gunn laid out mm-hmm. was nothing more than a sales pitch to other potential buyers. It was to say, we're doing this new thing. We're going to do some wild and crazy ideas. And we've got this fantastic, you know, visionary who who has all these great ideas. And then we're going to do a few of those, uh-huh. see how they land. And then that will entice the other potential buyers to come in and be like, oh, DC's doing great. I want that. And then I'll yeah. pay you good money for it. Mm-hmm. Conversely, they are doing the same thing with Harry Potter. And okay. it will also be on the chopping block for potential buyers. Now, in saying that, I know it sounds a little like... Well, it's just like, it, was there more movies or anything planned? Like, well, I see that... Yeah, now that it. one kind of threw me uh, for a loop a little bit because I haven't heard anything about any kind yeah. of reboots. I just kind of thought it was wrapped up and, you know far as the stories go so whatever the case may be warner brothers may have something on the back burner they're getting ready to pop out and be like hey look look at this thing but Mm -hmm. at the same time based on some of the details i've heard it might not even matter because they that franchise apparently has a potential buyer already eyeing it and that potential buyer wouldn't you know it is universal studios the ones that have the park, uh, the park, okay. and all that. Apparently, they have a good relationship with the Potter people, as it was said in the article. <laughs> the Potter people, and they <laughs> want it, so they okay. could potentially get it for however much Warner Brothers is willing to sell it for. Now, as far as DC goes, it seems that now, Apple how are they involved. Am I confused? Well, it, it's all under the Warner Brothers umbrella. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah you're right. okay. Now, as far as DC goes, apparently Apple and Amazon are the two competing studios eyeballing that. Damn. Yeah. Now. Please don't go to Amazon. I do. Of course, I guess either way, honestly, when you put those two up against, just like, meh. Well, what surprises me about this the most is that... David Vozlov, whatever the fuck his name is, that runs Warner Brothers now, the fact that he is willing to sell two of their biggest IP. I feel like he just came in to, like, tear it down. Does anybody understand the choices being made here? I don't. (laughs) I really don't. Because, now look, I understand they still have some other IP. Uh Uh-huh. But these are... uh, DC alone right is huge this mm-hmm. setting up a brand new dc this is going to make you money regardless of all the hate oh. that people are be like ah zack snyder ah. yeah it's gonna make you money yeah. <laughs> billions yeah. if you just allow it to right so why would you set it up to present as a as a sales pitch I I don't understand Are we sure this it's not man for advertising or something so they can get more money. Like, hey, we'll drink a coke in the movie if you give us money. Well, or, I mean, they've done that you before. Know. Yeah, you'd think yeah. that would be the way to go, but I don't I don't know what this man is doing. So like you said, I think he's in there just to tear it all down. 
how this benefits. The decisions just seem to not make any sense at all. And I'm not a business person. I'll put that out there. I probably don't know first thing, but yeah. Well, even, your... even to kind of piggyback off of that, I, I don't know if you remember the rumors that they were going to combine HBO Max and Discovery Plus. Yeah. That's not happening anymore. that rumor. Oh. Yeah. He's decided that Discovery Plus just needs to stay its own thing. They're still going to okay. revamp HBO Max into Max. Because, sure. How many times are we going to change that crap around? I feel like HBO's been changed around like four or five times in the last several years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, whatever he, he said... According to the, the man who knows everything and is the smart yeah. businessman, uh, taking and and keeping them separate. That people who who already subscribe to Discovery Plus, they don't want to go. It's going to confuse them to have to go and subscribe to, get to this more other thing. Content. Oh yeah. Even though you could just roll over their plans. Sure. Like people have done before. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening. And I I hate, I would hate to think that Warner Brothers is about to become a a relic. Yeah. But but... it's starting to seem that way. Yeah. Based on this man's decisions. Unless there's some genius thing that's going to come out of this that just none of us could see coming. But. Yeah, it just seems really interesting that those are the ones on the chopping block. Those are the conversations being had to be sold instead of how do we revamp that to make us more money because it's already making money. Mm-hmm. So I guess to an extent, I mean, I guess you even get the rage PR. Come on, man. Between like Aquaman and mm-hmm. Flash and like you're getting all the rage PR. Sure. <laughs> but f- I cannot for outside of something like Looney Tunes. I can't think of any other big franchise IPs that they own. Yeah, I think you named them. Yeah. I could be be missing something. I know that they own several networks like Cartoon Network. Yeah, like everything's under a couple umbrellas anymore. Turner Classic, all that stuff. But it just... I'm I'm missing a bigger picture somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oof. Yeah. So, I've even been questioning like some of Gunn's decisions too, but I'm just trying to be patient and see what the bigger plan is, you know? Well, because it's I, all it's it's new, it's a different person. They I, want to do their own thing. I'm kind of on board with some of the announcements he made because they sound very interesting as far as bringing in because Gunn, we've seen whether it be Guardians of the Galaxy or Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. he likes playing with these odd characters, and mm-hmm. I think it's. Interesting that he's not only playing with some of the bigger characters like Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. but he's also saying, well, let's, let's introduce some of these weirder, odd characters that no one really knows about, but have a rich history in the comics. So you're not mm-hmm. just playing up the big guns, you're playing up both sides. So then you can yeah. kind of let them grow organically into one another. The fact, I mean, Swamp Thing alone was a big surprise to me, and I was so excited because that got a bad rap on HBO Max. Didn't even get to finish the season. Yeah. So, yeah. well, it didn't even come to HBO Max. It was on, what was it? Uh, the It might be on there now. I don't know. But the, the DC, when they had their I know. DC Universe app or whatever. Oh, maybe that was, oh, maybe that was it. You're right, you're right, yeah. you're right. Because the Hubs was watching it, getting into it. And then I remember the, oh my God. Yeah. Like they didn't even hardly give it a chance and they're already canning it. All like, because oh. of some tax break nonsense in North Carolina where they were filming. And it got oh, shut down. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. 
That's all it was about. Aww, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. I feel like you could have gone somewhere else, but okay. You'd think so. Anyway. Yeah. Uh oh. I wanted to talk about this. Are you are you a fan of uh, Gabriel Iglesias? I mean, I know who it is. You ever watched any of his stand up? Mm-hmm. Oh, Fluffy. Yeah. Yes. It took me a minute. Martin. You... Oh, yes, 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 yes. I, I do love me some Fluffy. I met him once. Did I tell you that? No. You did not. It was very quick. It's not even that cool of a story, but where I used to work at the restaurant mm-hmm. was near a big convention center where like people would go all the time. And he came in to eat one day. Ah. And uh, I was uh, working the front, managing that evening. And I was like, oh, put him in a private room. Very soft hands. I bet. Shook my hand. And I just look at the other manager. I'm like, oh my God, they're so soft. <laughs> I don't know why that's the only thing I really remember. It's just, oh my God, you moisturize really well. Ooh. Anyway, but yes. Oh, no. I, I mean, I. I haven't. I don't have a story even remotely close to that, but uh, oh. I actually got to see him uh, at Zany's last night. Really? Yeah. He he was just at a regular Zany's, eh? Fun. Which was interesting because I, I was surprised that he was at Zany's because I know I he's mean, he played... seems bigger than that. Exactly. Like he's doing freaking stadiums now. Yeah, he did. stadiums. He he talked about that. He said, you know, the last time I was here, I was at the the big can't remember bridgestone arena i think it is in nashville and obviously he did that netflix special at dodger stadium and he was talking about that he's like that was huge and he said during that stand-up i had talked about retiring because how could i top this right and him and what's his name uh yeah and and he kind of just debated on it. He's like, you know he said i i decided that i'm gonna retire i decided to retire the material i did that night and then go back out on the road and hit up the little clubs and just, uh-huh. I don't know, re reinvigorate. Yeah, yeah, he said, yeah. because I enjoy this. This makes me happy. And he said, I haven't really hit a point where I, I want to stop doing this because I love doing this. He said, so when I get there, sure. But mm. I realized that night I wasn't done with stand-up, so I wanted to do something like this. And... So that was neat to actually see in a club. I that was fun oh, yeah. in a smaller setting like that. Did you know that's who it was going to be when you went? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I know sometimes you can just go to Zany's and see what's up. But, mm-hmm. Oh, fun. No, that one, that one was uh, – I knew – I mean, I don't have like a connection like Katrina does and our anniversary is like in two weeks. So I thought – I saw he was coming to town and I thought this would be a great anniversary present. You know, mm-hmm. a little early, but whatever. And yeah, who cares, yeah. Because if it would have been at a stadium, uh, I'm yeah, just... I don't know. I feel like comedy. I wanna, I wanna be at least a little close enough that I can see some sort of mannerisms and facial expressions. Because a lot of comedians, that's part of their timing as well. Mm. That's part of their shtick. They might not be saying anything for a minute and just acting out the scene or whatever. So. Yeah, when it starts getting too large that I'm having to watch it on a large screen, I may as well have just stayed home is how I look at it. No, And I'll get better camera angles. I'll hear better. I can pause and go to the bathroom. You know? Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And and so I do like the smaller venue like Zany's Mm -hmm. because it's a comedy club. That's what you're there for. And it doesn't feel overwhelming with, with... thousands of people it's more right. like a hundred or so crammed into a right. room which hey covid uh <laughs> right but well, it's over didn't you hear oh yeah sure <laughs> but 
no, he had some interesting stories. He, he, you know, did jokes that I'd never heard of. He even told a story which I was unaware of. I don't know if you've uh-huh. ever heard this, but the okay. the shirts that he wears, like the big mm-hmm. Hawaiian type shirts. Yeah. He said oh, that sick. is in honor of Robin Williams. And oh, I don't think I knew that either. I did okay. not know that. But he even told a story where he got a call from someone, like a, a, a comedy club owner. And he, the guy told him that he wanted him to come and do a performance that night. And he said, but you, the person who is going to be, who wants you to come down, wants to go on after you. And he's like, after me? It's like, no, because he explained it. He said, whoever's headlining, that's uh-huh. that's the guy. They're the last person to go on the stage. Yeah. And that's that. And he's like, after? So he was trying to get it out of him. And he, the guy was like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you who it is. I can't tell you who it is. He's like, what? He's like, fine. He said, out of curiosity, I just want to, I'm, I want to come down now just to see what the hell's up. Uh-huh. So he goes down there. Everyone does their bits. He gets on. He said about 20 minutes in, the club owner's sitting there flagging him down. And he's like, what's going on? He's like, the guy's here. And he's like, all right. And he gets a note to introduce whoever that is. Opens it up and it's Robin Williams. And he he thought for a minute, he was like, no. Y'all are messing No. Me. Bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. he said even he and the club owner had these bits where they would play pranks on one another. Uh-huh. And when sure. he went to introduce Robin out on uh-huh. stage, <laughs> he said that. Everyone in the crowd was just like, no, boo. Like, they just, (laughs) because they wanted him. They thought it was a joke. And then he got it into his head. He's like, oh, this son of a bitch. He just played me. Uh Oh, I'm going to get it back. He said, not to realize, Robin was right behind him. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, how fun. He said, I couldn't see him because he was right behind me. The Uh audience couldn't see him because he was right behind me. me. And as everyone laughed, he flipped off the entire crowd. He's like, shut up. You don't know me. (laughs) But no, he said it was just like one of those mind blowing moments for him because he he barely got to meet him. And, and, you know, that was just a huge thing for Mm -hmm. him. Got to shake his hand, take a picture with him. But he never got to express how much he meant or Robin meant yeah. to him. So he said that's the one regret he ever had because he never got to meet him again. But that was just, just an experience that he had that he, he'll he never forget. What a fun yeah. story. So oh, if wow. you've never heard yeah. that, I just shared it with you. I had not. Yeah. Yes, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Ah, But no, he was, in. if he's coming to, to your town anytime soon doing a small comedy club, definitely hit him up because that was, that was a lot of fun. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably have to get on it right away, but uh, there's a couple that I know around Mm -hmm. here. But that's why I was curious, because I figured that'd sell out pretty quick. It did. It was a sold out show for sure. But yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. What, 50 seats? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not going to go very long, you know, (laughs) for someone of that caliber. But oh, fun. Yeah, Yeah. definitely uh, go check him out if you can. I do enjoy his stand up. Yeah, Mm. yeah. I don't know why. I think at first I thought you were talking about uh, who's the singer, Iglesias. Enrique? Yes. I don't know why I think that's who I thought. I was like, oh my gosh, that's a name I haven't thought of in forever. Right? <laughs> I was like, he's still doing stuff? I Is he? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so what you been playing? Uh, so I went back to Oxygen Not Included this week. There's something about this... T- 
how severe of a base builder this is that I'm like, I I want to figure it out. I think it's harder than RimWorld. Mm. I think I've decided it's harder than that because of all of the intricate different things that you can build to keep things going. And I admit, I've started it over so many times because I'd finally get so far and hit a snag, do something dumb, build it wrong or something that it's just like, you know what? I don't know that I feel like tearing this whole thing down and starting again because they're already getting cranky because now I'm behind on this, this, or this. So the fact that there's such an intricate plumbing system and gas system just blows my mind. I was even showing the hubs. I'm like, look at my research tree. It like goes on forever. And I still can't figure out how to get filtered water at the end. (laughs) I'm running it through two filters that I'm seeing and it'll come out clear. It's no longer polluted, but all the food poisoning, all the germs, mm-hmm. I can't figure out how to filter that. Sh- and it's starting to get me angry. Cause I'll, I've been keeping four duplicates. That's it. I refuse to grow higher. Cause like, then there's just more mouths to feed and water. And it's just, you know, let's start small. Let's try to figure it out. <sighs> but I, I, I eventually run out of my pure water well or what the area that started. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to make more for you. Mm. So then it's like, what do I, I don't understand. So I keep, I finally <laughs> looked up just like pictures of builds. Cause I'm like, what are you guys, what am I missing? Yeah. Like I'm clearly missing a piece somewhere and I'm tired of building it and tearing it down and redoing piping and stuff. It's ugh, waiting for them to get the stuff. Cause now everything's so far away, you know, it's just like, Jesus Christ, come on. Um, so siblings, I need help. <laughs> I can't figure out how to get filtered water. Um, I think I finally figured out how to get certain gases out of the way. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if you can have too much in a little area. I was just going to test that the other day because I had so much carbon dioxide built up like right over where my water is. So every time they needed to go to water because it's pushing down. Mm-hmm. You know, so the gases are getting pushed into the lower levels. So I was like, okay, I don't know science, but I get what's happening in the game. We're just going to keep their living spaces up higher and I'll, you know, just let it hang out down there where they don't have to walk through it. I don't know if it's going to explode or anything. We'll find out if I ever get to late game. I don't know. (laughs) But it will stop. They will get clogged. Nice. Air, I don't know how, but sure. So it's getting clogged. And I think... Somewhere I'm missing a piping mm-hmm. that maybe is germ-free or whatever because once it's going through two filters and I'm still getting all these germs. Yeah. I don't – God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. What do you want me to do? So it's like I can get to about 30 or 40 life day cycles and then I'm running out of water. And then it's like I'm going to start digging to other areas that have the water. But now you're walking back and forth so far to retrieve it mm-hmm. that it, I don't feel like relocating my entire base near the water just to have to do it again. Because I can't figure out how to filter it. Right. I'll probably be complaining about this next week, too. But I don't know. So that's I, I dove back into that. I'm hopeful that I can... Uh, at least get some sort of water system going. The gases, I feel like I could just kind of ignore for a minute. I just won't dig over there. Mm. I just, we're going to leave it. (laughs) We're going to leave it over there. Um, I killed my first bug and I made barbecue. I didn't actually know I could just like beat it to death. I just 
you start to dig and then bugs will come up or whatever and they don't hurt you or well at least i'm playing on easy mode so mm. maybe if i wanted to go to survival mode it would get harder I'm a gamer i know i went on no sweat mode while i learned what the hell was going on here um and so what was i saying uh, uh bugs don't hurt oh yeah you. i killed my first bug and i didn't realize that i could so mm. they just go over there and kind of like use a little wave gun mm-hmm. i don't know we're not even shooting it's just like wah, 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 wah. like i'm putting this little laser on it and then it dies and then i went oh that's how i make barbecue <laughs> so that's my meat source now so if i dig and find a bug and then i steal their eggs for omelets gross so it yeah kind of but I've been at least keeping food. Food's not been an issue. Mm, food, which you would think would have been my hardest part. But no, nope, food's not been a problem. I've been finding plants. I've been keeping my base small so I don't have to feed that many people. You know, make four meals a day. We're good. Mm. But God damn it, water. <laughs> God damn it, water. I don't know what to do. So uh, that was it. That was all I went into. I kind of poked around on Next Fest. Because that's going on right now and a bunch of demos that you can download on Steam and stuff to check some new stuff out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll probably dive into those a little bit later. Usually you get like 20, 30 minute demos and I can get through it. Um, So there was a few FMVs on there that I want to check out. And then, of course, as you know, I'm all excited for the 14th because 10 Dates then comes out. Oh, yes, Uh, yes which I liked the first one. So it's adorable. It was just so much fun. So I can't wait for that. So tomorrow Woo! for the Valentine's. Yeah. Uh, but what have you been playing? Still Death Stranding. Uh, I, I learned that I am well in the 110, 120 range of hours that I've played mm-hmm. because I'm obsessive when it comes to certain games and I can't help it. I feel like I have an obligation. I've noticed... That I've I've actually I didn't know this was a thing, but you can see your ranking, or it'll show you a ranking of things. I am number one in uh, contributing materials to things. Oh, for for society. Yeah, for for the roads, for structures. My num my it said number one, and I was like, holy shit! So you're like Death Stranding's number one alderman. Pretty much, pretty much, <laughs> because I can't help, especially if I see a structure that's in need. The roads especially, that's that's a big deal. Roads always sure. got to be good. So if I see them hitting below 50%, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. got to fix it. Fix it. And it's easy because all I got to do is just take, I, I usually do about 800 metal or 800 ceramics or something like that. You plop them in, mm-hmm. boom, done. Especially if they're around the 50% range, that'll that's more than enough to fix it. Okay. And get it back up. But sometimes I'll come across... Maybe a, a like a, a charger or something that or a generator, I guess that's what they're called, for your batteries. And mm-hmm. if it is beneficial to me, like I know that I benefit from this every single time I pass through an area and I mm-hmm. see that it's rusty or it's damaged or something like that, I will fix it or I'll upgrade it. Because regardless of whoever put it there, I'm benefiting from it. Everybody else You're can benefit saying, from yeah. it. So Let's let's get it back up and running. Mm-hmm. I even encountered something today, and this was my own creation, and it made me so mad because <laughs> I've been so good at keeping track of all my my structures and keeping them intact. And I had a zip line going from one way station all the way up into the mountains. And I thought, mm-hmm. I need this because it's a shortcut. Saves me a lot of time and effort going all the way the fuck around the mountain. 
And halfway up, I lost, like I stopped. And I was like, but my zip line's right there. And it was like, I can't go. And I was like, son of a bitch. I guarantee you it's down. Sure enough, I get up there and it's it's down. It needs repairs. So I was like, son of a bitch. Damn it. So <laughs> I had luckily picked up some ceramics on my way up or special alloys. That's what the zip lines need. And I found a little, I put some in there just to kind of do a, a minor repair. And then I could get to where I was going, grab my materials back and then go upgrade it so it can handle the frigid cold of the the snow and whatnot so mm. i can't help it and and the funny thing about it is is that i'm about to be done with this section like i i'm story-wise mm-hmm. i'm supposed to go farther west into a new area and i'm trying to clean up everything i can here you know so making sure that everybody i think i've gotten a star from or five stars from every location so i've, I've taken nice. care of all the people uh, I think the only thing I have to do now is find whatever memory chips are left. And I feel like I've got two I need to find okay. in the area. And I think I know exactly where they are. So it shouldn't be that hard to find. And then I can just move on. And when I get to the new area, whatever I've got to find there, whatever stars I got to get there, I can do that. I can focus on that in that area. And I won't have to worry about coming back. So okay. I think about that as I'm like, well trying to keep all this stuff intact. But if I'm not coming back, then, you know, other people can just deal with it. But Mm -hmm. I kind of not apparently. Yeah. Because I even went back to an older, that was a, this was an actual reason that I went back to the farther East section is I was doing a a modicum of trophy hunting, which I was curious if I would, how long this would take. Cause they were like, this is a grind. And I was like, I think maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Because I've got, I've got a good system set up with zip lines and whatnot. But it's, uh, I can't remember the name of the trophy, but essentially it's like a, you get this uh, tag called Legend of Legends. And mm-hmm. it's essentially a premium delivery that you can set up where you can get to deliver whatever they need within a set amount of time or... Uh, a certain way, no damage, whatever the, the conditions are, you have to meet okay. them specifically and then you can get that Legends of Legends marking. So I thought, all right, well, let's try that because all it needed was 80 overall, but it's 20 per different type of delivery. So if it's a cargo delivery or a time delivery or whatever, you just need 20 of those a piece and then that's that. Now, as far as cargo deliveries and all that go, cram as much shit as you can into a truck mm-hmm. and drop it off. You'll knock those out in no time. It, were the, okay. it was like the time deliveries or the miscellaneous deliveries where you actually had to go find something and then bring it back. Those are the uh, ones that would be a little trickier. Sure. Because you spend a time looking for the thing. and yeah, yeah. And then you'd have to go off on foot or maybe even run into mules or terrorists or something like that. So then you're getting mm-hmm. shot at all the time. And a bad time yeah so those were I, I was trying to find ways to narrow that down and i didn't think because everything i was trying to do was in that main central area and i thought well let's go back east because i remember doing some time deliveries and that was really the one thing that was winding me down mm-hmm. and some of these other time deliveries i just my brain couldn't wrap around it like there was this one that said get these frozen fish up to 
these two mountain areas. And I was like, easy, done. Right. And I took a truck halfway up because they're very temperature sensitive. And I well, thought, yeah, they're frozen. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right. But if I get into the mountains, then it shouldn't matter because it's a chill delivery, right? Yeah, it's uh, like freaking cold, right? Yeah, no. As no. soon as I took my zip line up through the mountains, for some reason they were still being damaged due to high temperatures. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. So even before I got them to where they needed to go, they were destroyed they were or, or beyond where it needed to be to get that, that S ranking. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. So <laughs> I went back east and I was like, let's see what's over here because I know there were there some there. And sure mm-hmm. enough, there were just enough to get me by, so I, all I had to do was zip to one, to another, to another, to another, and then boom, done. I was I was complete, and nice. I knocked it out, and now I can move on. Everyone with the got story. their fish. Yep. So to hell with those fish. And, right. Uh, Sorry about it. So I I won't say for sure if I will have beaten the game by next week, but I'd say I probably got. I won't be much longer. As soon as I, I focus doable. back on the story, I'll knock it mm-hmm. out. Because discovering things and doing all these side quests, that's where I get distracted. And I'm like, oh, I got to go do that. Oh, I got to go do that. And mm-hmm. once I'm back on the story, I'll, I'll knock that out. No problem. Nice. Excellent. So maybe another week or two and then I can move on to something new. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still be trying to figure out how to get filtered water. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. Maybe not. Who knows? Excellent. So what All you got right, in the way well, of news? We got we got a little bit of our work cut out for us today. We had a kind of a busy week mm-hmm, for the uh, mm-hmm. the old games. Um, I figured I'd just start off start off with a couple little quick hits. Remember quick hits? I do. Oh, yeah. We did that. Yeah. Uh, so just a few like things that I I, I knew we could breeze past. Um, but of course, what's another week without another delay, right? Sure. Um, so for people who are looking forward to the Last of Us Part One on PC. Um, it did get pushed out at least only a couple of weeks. Um, so it was supposed to be March 3rd. Now they're looking at March 28th mm-hmm. uh, for the release date. little extra polish, bells, whistles, you know, all that stuff that they should have figured out before they gave us a date. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. My biggest beef with companies these days. Just mm-hmm. keep a lid on it until you know. Yeah. Like for realsies know that you're in the stretch. Like, the stretch. like a certain. <laughs> well, we'll probably talk about it later. <laughs> but like for realsies like that way um and then this i just found interesting because you don't really hear about valve doing any kind of developing anymore mm-hmm. um outside of like hardware stuff they've been doing but uh they're making patches uh for uh coming up in 2023 for team fortress 2 mm-hmm. it's been out forever um you don't hear <laughs> a ton of development like i said on the valve side so i was like well this is kind of fun especially for a 15 year old game at this point um, but it continues to be one of the most played ones on Steam yep. right, after all of this time. So um, maybe Valve was like, okay, you stuck around long enough. We give you new content now. We give you new things. We'll, we'll help it out. So I don't know. If you play the game, there you go. I just thought it was kind of fun after all of this time that uh, they're going to go back and do some developing on it. Their stuff's usually fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, so big stuff, of course. Oof. Oof. Like, I think just this Microsoft acquisition is just... Mm-hmm. it. Well, and we kind of knew it was going to be rough sailing when we first started talking sure, about it. Sure, yeah. You know, like, we're like, this is pretty huge. You already bought quite a bit. 
you know, my only hope early on, I think, was just, well, will the people who work for Activision Blizzard be treated better? Like, I'm trying to, uh, you mm. know, parse it out because I'm not a huge fan of one thing owning all the things, personally. Right. Know? No, I get it. Uh, but so we had the UK uh, regulators are the ones mostly in the news uh, this time. As we know, it's a global thing. So they've got to go through a lot of different hoops, not just the state side, you know. Um, but the UK regulators with the CMA or Competitions and Markets Authority um, have been the ones in the news because uh, they're not huge fan of them buying all the things hmm. either. <laughs> Figures. Yeah. Um, so they investigated for about five months and found that the deal could result in higher prices, fewer choices, and less innovation for UK gamers. Um, I mean, I've been saying that forever with all of these large ass companies. Like, just imagine the cool stuff we would have if it if we didn't have monopolies yeah. like this. You know, we would have such cooler stuff, guys. I'm telling you, if we didn't have these large companies that just people couldn't break through because you've already got all the money, you've already established yourself. You can screw over the little guy. Uh, so if we're keeping count, <laughs> the states. European Union and the UK right now have published objections to the deal. Mm. So that's three. Count of three we're at so far. Um, the CMA suggests that a partial divestiture of Activision Blizzard could be another solution that it would consider. Um, so it looks like they might consider to play ball if a couple of these or one of were to to happen right so if they either sell off parts of the business that deals with call of duty because that's massive yeah right (laughs) cross platforms uh so that sell call of duty then we might consider it or selling off the activision segment of activision blizzard so having them kind of split them all up so you're not owning all the thing or, and this one, I'm like, what would be even the point? Selling off both Activision and the Blizzard segments. So, like, isn't that the segments? Thought, yeah. So, in other words, don't buy and you're okay with it is kind of what I took it. Now, if I'm misunderstanding it, but when I was reading the points that they went through, like, if you'd consider this, this, or this, we'll consider maybe making through the deal. But when I got to that last point, I'm like, so don't buy it yeah i'm confused uh, explain it to me if i'm misunderstanding that siblings but to me it just seemed like that just meant don't buy it this sounds like a job for deva deva what does that mean <laughs> i mean to me it just seems like just don't allow it all together no merging happens and we're happy uh they did acknowledge that when microsoft said they were committed to keeping call of duty on all platforms like on playstation pc nintendo switch um that they may consider this as part of the remedy mm. i don't know but once a more structured solution like removing one of the bigger parts of the deal um so i guess get rid of activision get rid of blizzard get rid of birth i don't um the cma is now inviting responses from their interested parties to list its remedies by february 22nd and responses to its provisional findings by march 1st so the cma's final report will be due by the 26th of april and i guess that's when they're going to be like we're done looking into this give me your proposals what you plan to do we'll look this over and then we'll decide if we like it or not and move forward okay sure i mean yeah i kind of agree i feel like i don't want because they'll say now and this is how it always happens in capitalism 
they'll say now we're not going to up the prices. We're not going to take it away from consoles. We're not, we're not, we're not. Give them about five, 10 years out. Mm-hmm. That's when it all starts to hit because they've been established. They've kept it. Who you going to go to now? Cause yeah. we own them all. Um, and yeah, so I think early on it, like I said, I just really wanted the Activision Blizzard employees to be taken better care of. Mm -hmm. If that meant, I guess this had to happen, then fine. But I'm not a huge fan of one place owning all the things either. No. And I don't really know what any of the breaking it apart or sell. They're not going to sell anything. They don't want to break it up. They want yeah. all of it. Of so, <laughs> I mean, all the propositions or proposals that they've kind of thrown out there, they're not going to bite. Yeah, like, I I don't know which would be more more so than the other or if one's more valuable than the other. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Microsoft just keeps saying they're going to protect Call of Duty on all platforms. Um, but as you like said, said, give it time. Because they will, because they'll be like, well, you see, the costs have increased and we just, we don't right. know what more to do because uh, we're just, we're backs against the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't mm-hmm. do anything about it. So we have to raise the cost and lay people off so we can keep going. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, we get yeah. a $12 billion bonus check. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Warren, come on. Remember? Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's cut that out. Um, so I don't know. It, it's just going to be a wait and see situation because, like, I don't know if they will consider part parceling it out like that or if they even have a choice in the matter. Um, so they're just going to, I guess, keep looking it over. Another another point that I saw in there too is whether um, the UK regulators were looking at how it would impact cloud gaming services, supplies of consoles, hmm. which is another thing to think of if you're. Uh, you know, pushing out more for one maybe than the other, which would make you want to lean towards an Xbox as opposed to Sony, which we know Sony's been finally chiming in as well sure. and uh, trying to to put in their two cents to block the deal, which, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't know what you do. Like, it makes sense to me. Um, so I don't, yeah. And then, of course, you know, Bobby Kodak decided to, chime in about how they're sabotaging the deal i'm like you know what you sit down yeah shut up we're not talking to you about this (laughs) so if you want to see his you know fucking response about you know all of that um we can post it or you can come into our discord where it was posted as well Mm -hmm. but uh just just like sit down also also even if you're right bobby i don't want to hear from you right now so just you don't get to talk in this conversation also sony is sabotaging the whole deal uh if you didn't catch that you know how why who i don't know but yeah when it's like the ftc blocking the deal Mm -hmm. or the cma out of you know the uk blocking you know I mean, who knows? Sony could be writing little letters. They're talking about supposedly that one of the corporate VPs, too, has been trying to get a hold of some Sony execs and supposedly not returning calls or, you know, ghosting each Mm. other. I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, all of that just sounds like y'all's feelings getting hurt. You got to figure out what you need to do. But um, that I mean, I would totally see that happening. 
No, I mean, I'm not going to put it past them. Like some VP going, I'm not talking in. You're trying to buy all the games. What Mm -hmm. do we get? You know, I don't know. Whatever. When large companies start fighting, I'm just like, you go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, But then Nintendo Direct. Let's Mm -hmm. do it. We had quite a bit coming out from that, it looked like. Um, Let me get to my list here. Because, like, I was like, I'm not going to write all of these down. There's no way. Uh, but we had some fun reveals. Yeah. I think it was a pretty fun uh, Nintendo Direct. Um, maybe we'll start with the not so fun news. Like, get that out of the way. Sure. Uh, Rip wallets, seventy dollar price tag coming up on in on Switch games. Mm-hmm. Um, I did hear them say Tears of the Kingdom, so I'm gonna go with Tears. Yeah, that's right. I feel like I tears. actually heard someone actually say Tears this time, so. Thank you to whomever that was speaking in the video. You cleared up my confusion because I wasn't sure. Which does sound like a better name because Tears of a Kingdom is like, uh, Tears of a Kingdom sounds more elegant, more Zelda-esque. It does does more Mm -hmm. Zelda-like. But yeah, it looks like that uh, price tag is going to get slapped on future Switch games. Tears of the Kingdom, of course, being the first one, Um, which, I, I mean, I don't... I don't know how to justify. I don't want to get into fights with Nintendo people. Mm-hmm. It, can you justify that price tag with Nintendo Switch? Can we? I don't really feel like you can. I, 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 I mean, genuinely, because they are not the high-end games that you find on Xbox and Sony. And I mean, this has nothing even those. to do with like the quality of the story or how the game plays or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. I guess I was more looking at it too of. Uh, I don't know. In this day and age with digital, mm-hmm. I just get a, or I have a really hard time with you charging, you know, exorbitant prices for nothing I'm receiving physically. I don't know. And furthermore, you know, the price of that game will hardly go down. Nintendo rarely, ever yeah. rarely discounts their, their big titles. Sure. Indie stuff I see sure. all the time on there for pennies and stuff. Sure. But it's like, but... do you want uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, a game that's been out for how many years now? Five? Oh, God. I don't know. Let's, least. let's say five. It sounds good. So I do you want more. that game right now? Now, while these other games have been out for five years and they're discounted to maybe like $10 or whatever, you get the special price of forty nine ninety nine, maybe if we're we're being generous. Otherwise you're still mm-hmm. gonna have to pay the fifty nine ninety nine because hey, we can't discount anything. Nope. Even but though I, <laughs> everybody else does it. Sure. And I know initially a lot of it too is like to do with the market, right? So that would really hurt brick and mortar institutions that sell your physical goods if we could just go online and buy the digital for $20 left. Mm. So I could see competition wise or whatever you wanted to kind of keep that leveled out. Um, I don't know. You're talking to somebody who doesn't buy day one games like that anyway, because screw your price tag. You're going to have it on sale in a month or two. And most of the time you have to wait for several patches for it to be good anyway. Mm -hmm. So I, I I just feel like in the AAA space, it's, it's a rare occasion for me to hop on it day one. Yeah. You know, um, I got my indie backlog that will probably take me until I die, you know, to get through. So, I don't know. 70 bucks. We all saw it come in. We heard the murmur starting years ago. It's all finally starting to catch up. 
And I mean, in all honesty, I guess if you've got your competitors that are charging that price. Sure. Why wouldn't you join in? I don't know. Why wouldn't you join in? But they, um, you felt like yeah. they would have had an opportunity to just be like, hey, we're still only at 60. That Come on over. True. We got the that cheaper too. console. You got the cheaper games. You know, I feel like another Nintendo console. I don't know why. I just feel like something must be building up for that pro we thought we'd hear about or that too. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but you got a longer look at tears of the kingdom. So mm -hmm. longer look at running through Hyrule and doing all, you know, so if you're excited for it, that must've been a fun, what? 12 minutes. Yeah. It was a pretty decent look. Um, and looking at a May 12th release date. So not even that far away. Not even that far away. I so. predict. You, yeah. What's I that? predict it will be delayed. Oh wow! Now <laughs> Nintendo's life. Nintendo normally doesn't. They're usually good about hitting their release dates, but with this, gonna go ahead and predict it's gonna get delayed. I feel like that is the trend now over the last several years. I understood why it was happening initially, and I guess we're just abusing that or just taking too long to get back into. Uh, a healthier way of doing business. I don't know. I don't Perhaps. know. Uh, let's see. Moving on, though. One I'm sure you were excited about. Metroid Prime Remastered. This and was out. This was the game I was talking about. We didn't hear yeah. anything about this. We nope. heard rumors. And then they were just like, available now. And I was like, dude, thank you. It, it, like, what a wonderful thing to be getting excited for. And then to be like, wait, I can just go now. I can Sweet. go now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I liked about that hi-fi rush a couple weeks back, too. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, this looks... All right. Yeah. I can go play it right now. Gotcha. I mean, think about it. Think about it. You're already excited in that moment. Mm -hmm. The moment you hear yeah. now, mm -hmm. you're like, wallet. And you right. will go Right. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. So yeah, you do. if more game developers or, or publishers will do this, kind of keep it quiet, then yeah. release... The trailer, and be like, you can buy it now. You'll have them in the palm of your hands. I just, why don't we do that? You know, why don't we do that? I understand, I guess, if you're wanting to get hype up, you're try, maybe trying to raise money for it or whatever you got to do. But I still feel like, like I said, Bethesda used to do it best. We didn't hear about that crap till about within a six-month window of it releasing, and then bam. Like, to me, fine. But think six about months. it. How much more hype can you get than after you saw the trailer? Right. Because you're usually right there. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm ready. Like, oh, my yeah. God, I can't wait. And then they're yeah. just like, oh, wait. No. Now. Yeah. And you're like. <gasps> yeah. So you're already yeah. hyped on the adrenaline rush because you're so mm -hmm. excited for this thing that you want to play. And they're just like, you can play it now. And you're like, oh, my God, I want to play it now. Yeah. And you're pumping in that info. You're handing over that money. I agree with it. I think more should do it. Just mm -hmm. do it. Just do it. We'll love you. Uh, yeah, so Metroid Prime Remaster is out for the Switch. Enhanced version of the GameCube game. Mm -hmm. um, has HD. Uh, looks like they did the dual sticks now, of course, to make it make sense for yeah. uh, the Switch console. Um, digital was out now. Um, the only thing that I saw was like, if you wanted the physical version, that releases on February 22nd. Right. But outside of that, how excited were you, though? I mean... I, did. I saw this one and I immediately thought of you. I played, in fact, I owned all three Metroid Prime, I think 
the first two came out on the GameCube, three came out on the Wii. And I remember three being really solid because not only just the Wii controls, but they, they really enhanced everything and, and just finally finally hit their groove. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really interested in playing this. I saw like a, a graphics comparison because yeah. when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah. Like I could remember it, but mm-hmm. I didn't have any kind of recollection because it's been... It's been a while. It's been a while. Eh, 20 yeah. years. So I looked back at it and I was like, oh, man, I wonder how it does compare because it looked familiar, but nothing about it stood out like, oh, my God, look at how they've improved everything. It was just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then I saw the comparison. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, they really did a, a polish job on this. But again, it's a GameCube game, so sure. Sure, yeah. I mean, we got we got a lot more pixels and stuff we can play with mm-hmm. now, and so <laughs> all of that. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I, I want to go play it. When I will is anybody's guess, but sure. I, I would like to play it again because I I remember that series and I had a lot of fun with it. Good, yay! Well, there you go. I can't wait to see uh, or hear what you think because I mean, it's probably not going to be one for me. It's mm-hmm. always they look too brutal, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then they also announced uh, Nintendo Switch Online is getting a Game Boy and GBA Advance games mm-hmm. for a tiered service, it looked like. Um, so your base service version will include uh, support visual Game Boy games, Game Boy Pocket, and Game Boy Color. Look like filters. So I don't yeah. know if it was just to make it look like it was from back in the day. Um, I understood that correctly, right? Yeah, like, because I, I had that same thought too when they were showing some of the games. Because one of one of my all time favorite Game Boy games that I, I played many times over was Super Mario Land Two, the Six oh, Golden yeah. Coins, and there was just something about it. I, I mean, I enjoyed the first one, mm-hmm. but this one just had an extra element to it that was just so much fun. Like I loved yeah. the music, I loved the the way it was all set up, and granted, for a Game Boy game. It's hard to be a little excited about, but there was something about this when they actually put the effort in. It was like, oh, man, this is kind of really solid entry. Yeah. And I think some of the first shots they were showing, not of just that, but of like Kirby, it had that green yeah. Game Boy filter. And I was like, oh, am I going to have to look at that? And they were like, <laughs> no, you can put filters on. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I don't want to look at that. <laughs> right. Well, when we had nothing else to look at, that sure. green on black was like, okay, you mm. know. I mean, I played many a Paperboy on the regular Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Just bloop. So I'm, I won't say that I'm uh, disappointed in any of their offerings, but mm-hmm. I was surprised that some games they didn't have on the service because you'd think your initial Game Boy games would be Pokemon games. You know, I was feeling like it seemed a little light there when I was looking through the lineup. Because, I mean, while they did your Tetris, got your Super Mario Land 2, Mm -hmm. Uh, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, Gargoyle Quest, Metroid 2, Return of Seamus, Wario Land. Yeah, no no Pokemon on that tier that I could, or any of them, actually. However, I would like to posit that there might be a reason. And... I'm I'm thinking, yes, later. And what if, what if mm-hmm. they introduce an online trading service? So you could okay. still trade with your friends just online. So maybe gotcha. add like an okay. extra element in there. So if you had a Pokemon that I had that I wanted and you 
vice versa. Sure. You just be like, like the regular card game yeah. in life. But you yeah. don't have to do the the cable and whatnot. So maybe they're trying to figure out how they can incorporate some online trading service. And that way you can still kind of play it like you normally do. Sure. And maybe do entice people later on. Mm-hmm. You won't get everyone initially. And then what if I want to unsubscribe now because I'm not getting right. anything I want. And then, oh, but Pokemon's coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep taking my money. Yeah. Like yeah. they do. Like they do. Yep. I mean, it's kind of smart if you want to keep the money coming in, you know. Uh, then it seemed like you could move up into expansion pass, uh, which you'll get the previously mentioned and then adding games like Super Mario Brothers 3, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Legend of Zelda. And I saw F-Zero, which by the way, I used to play the crap out of that on the N64. Um, so I was like, Ooh, I wonder if I should leave it ephemeral. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you go back to a thing and then I don't know if I want to kill it. Who knows? It might still be amazing. But when I saw that, oh, I used to play the crap out of that game. Uh, So I would doubt I would do the whole service for the one game that clearly, like, my brain went to. But um, that one definitely had a nostalgia bump for me when I was reading. I was like, aw. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I will. Um, I'll definitely give a shout out to uh, the Zelda game that they put on there, the Minish Cap. That's Mm -hmm. one that Mm -hmm. I feel like gets... Dis, uh, I won't say dismissed, but it's forgotten. Because when yeah. normally people talk about Game Boy Zelda, they talk about Link's Awakening, but no one remembers the Minish Cap. It's a really fun game. I remember playing it, um, I think I had it on the 3DS when they were allowing like Game Boy Advance games or okay. something like that. Or maybe I actually had the... Because, yeah, you could put in Game Boy Advance games on the DS. I didn't have a lot of handhelds. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So I think, yeah, I think you could do that. In any case, I played it. I remember playing it at some point yeah. and uh, had a lot of fun with it. So I recommend that if you've never played it. So definitely a good get there. Yeah, absolutely. Looks like there's some some definitely some good stuff going on in there. Splatoon 3, they announced about their expansion pass. Um, <laughs> some getting some more content there if uh, you like it. Uh, and I never played these either or anything, but like Pikmin 4, I noticed they were talking about, and you can ride a little tiny space dog. I was a little excited <laughs> about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I really loved the first one because that one came out on the GameCube, I believe. I think that was one of their launch titles. I'm sure I wrote it And I, I cannot remember for the life of me if I played two or three. And I don't know why I missed them. But I can't, I don't have any memory of playing them. First one, absolutely. I remember playing Mm -hmm. uh, to death, but I've always wanted to go back and play them and I just keep forgetting about them. And then I'm seeing this one, I'm like, oh my God, it just looks really interesting. A lot of the, the, just everything visually looks amazing. Mm -hmm. They've added some new mechanics to it. So hopefully I'll get around to playing. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That backlog though. I enjoyed Pikmin. I, I recommend them. Well, you got some time. It looked like they were uh, saying a July 21st mm. um, is the date they're aiming for at this time. So you got a little time, I guess, to clear some games out before you get to there. Hopefully. Probably add 12 more before sure. it happens. Because <laughs> it's how life is. It's just how life is. Uh, but then outside of that, it looked like there was just some more like run throughs of some other games that I'll be releasing. Um, I don't, they didn't all look switch specific because mm. like when they were talking about like the dead cells, Castlevania getting March 6th, I know that's not just a switch 
um, exclusive because mm. I play it on PC. The Hubs has been playing it on PlayStation. But I'm still excited for that one, though, yeah. I have to say. Like, I don't know that I've seen a mashup come together that was just, oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Beautiful. This is what needs to happen. Um, and the team is just good peoples. Mm-hmm. They're just good pimples. So I, uh, yeah. So anything from uh, the direct that I didn't mention that you wanted to talk about? I'm trying to remember because a lot of what you mentioned were some of the bigger highlights that I remember. Yeah. But let me uh, let me look over because I don't remember anything that just was like ah oh my god that we didn't talk about. Right. Already. Like, I mean, uh, they did say announce about Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp is coming out in <sighs> April. I never played those a lot either, so I wasn't, or, you know, it wasn't on my radar. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, I think the big thing there, too, is just because that developing team, that where they're located and having a hard time getting things going, because I believe they were out of Ukraine. So, mm. um, completely understandable. Yeah. Why, if that's where you're at, things are getting delayed and other things are Obviously. definitely more important going on around you. Um, but, yeah. Let me see. Here we go. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, yeah. This was all right. This is what they didn't give us a whole lot to go off of. So I was a little disappointed at that. But I was just excited in the prospect that we're actually getting a Professor Layton game on a Switch. So mm-hmm. all they did was pretty much announce a new title, but that's it. But yeah. I'm excited. I'm a huge fan on of that Switch. series. Yeah. yeah. And we're getting yeah. it on Switch, not a handheld. So they could really go out on all their animated visuals and whatnot. So Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, beyond that, uh, I know that there are probably games on here that other people want to play, like what? Mm-hmm. Uh, Octopath Traveler. Right. Or something, but Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, Disney version. Illusion Island. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Which who does knows? not seem like it's it, it has the aesthetic t- trying to lure in kids, but it does not seem like a game. What I would consider kids being able to play four player together. It feels like you need some sort of cooperate. Maybe it's I don't know. Uh, I could be underestimating children. Watch it a little bit longer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Some of them, I was just like, you know, and you kind of go back a little faster. I never get to watch any of these things live because I'm always working when it's happening. So, I mean, when I was watching it, I was sitting there thinking, this reminded me of that time that we all played that demo of Guacamelee Two at PAX, and I left everybody behind. We just kept getting drugged behind Steven because I was like, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Yep. You'd get there faster and I then couldn't help make it. the next page happen. And then whoop, we would just bloop right over there. And I'm like, well, he's got this. I'm sorry. I just, it's how I play. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, running slower. It had been too long since I've had to share a screen too. I kept forgetting which character was mine. Yo, it was a mess. It was a mess. Right. He needed to be taking me through. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no, nothing else really stood out. So Yeah. Excellent. Um, well then the only other thing that I saw that I kind of wanted to chat with you about, because I just think it's kind of impressive how they've managed to build their themselves up like this. But, uh, Remedy was talking this week about planning to release a new game each year from now on made me a little nervous. Cause I'm like, didn't we talk about this plan? <laughs> companies that seem to keep doing week. this with before. Remedy. 
No, just another studio that thought their oh. worst case scenario was two games a year. And you're like, eh, I don't think that's possible, dude. But all right. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I have no idea. But uh, I mean, they've definitely grown exponentially since they've uh, been around, um, I think, way back in 95. Hmm. So um, Alan Wake 2 looks to be maybe their first of that cycle. So once that comes out, we should be paying attention, I guess, for a new one each year um but they have uh let's see hold on i was trying to find the the one because i didn't know that i was aware that they were making a control spin-off game i knew we were getting control two mm-hmm. but i saw that in there that there would be all, there's a control spin-off game called code name condor which is supposed to be a bigger budget control game um or wait, I'm sorry. And then a bigger budget one known as Codename Heron. So it's like, okay. I think they're staying in this universe is what it kind of feels like. Because ever since I learned that, you know, that Alan Wake and Control are in the same universe, mm-hmm. which again, still kind of blew my mind because I know it's acting and you can split them up. But then I was like, well, Matthew Pareto was the voice, but then he's also the... Uh, doctor in Control, Dr. Darling. Like, what do I, you know? Yeah. So... My mind was like, how do I make it make sense? <laughs> um, but <laughs> uh, but it uh, so they also have a service-based co-op multiplayer game codenamed Vanguard, which it partnered with Tencent. Getting that Tencent money. Mm, yep. <laughs> so it has five AAA games in development right now. They grew. They grew. I mean, at least they're, I mean, you want to talk about, I guess, job creation, because they did go on to say that uh, they had a 32% profit margin increase, so they were able to exponentially increase the size of their studios, especially from 2020 to 2021, and then double twice as uh, uh, amount of that from 21 to 22. So I'm hoping... Just keep taking care of your people. Mm-hmm. Don't start crunching. Don't turn into those garbage other ones that we're seeing right now. And let's see what you got, yeah. I guess. You know, I enjoyed those games. I'm still waiting for Alan Wake 2, or at least waiting to watch it. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not going to be brave enough to play it. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. But, I, I mean, I like them. So it was kind of exciting to see, but I was definitely nervous also because... When you're telling me you want to push a game out that quickly, I thought you were doing pretty good every two or three years. Sure. You know, I feel like that's these days mm-hmm. really good. You know, we're way past the 32 bits pushing games out in four or five months, you know, yeah, like oh yeah. well past that. Um, so, yeah, keep on growing. Just please don't turn into a garbage company. And if you are already, I missed it. And then I guess I'll cry about it later, <laughs> like I do with some of my other ones, because we just can't know. Um, but outside of that, that's all I got for you. Right. That's all I that all I saw that caught my eye this week. Um, unless there's more for you or no, uh, whatever we're doing. I, I, feel I go like- into this pod blind too, you guys. I don't know what's going on. Well, everyone <laughs> sh- is probably very confused and curious if they saw the icon or even the oh, title okay. of this of this episode because we're doing something different and different in a sense of um i am telling a story as usual but i'm it's the topic in which i'm covering 
may not okay. seem like the typical topic that I would go down a rabbit hole for, but I did. Because oh. yesterday was the thing. So I thought, what better oh, yeah. way to uh, be kind of, uh, what do you call it? Where you, The synergy, Current. synergy, where you got the, the and you're trying to yeah. keep with the thing that's going on. With the pop culture. Yeah. The, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about football. Wee! Soccer's now, American, American cousin, or yeah, the, or the rest of the world. No, football. American football, <laughs> American football, American. Skin. So, uh, football, if you didn't know, is a definite cause of broken televisions, public public intoxication, and constipation. Why do I say constipation? Well, we all know how much cheese you ate last night during the game, so don't yeah. deny it. Now, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. it is possible that some of our audience is recovering from last night's big sports ball event, Super Bowl 57 or whatever. Oh, yeah, I don't know. And, <laughs> In Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that. And oh, wait, we weren't talking about that on the We board. weren't. <laughs> and you may be shouting at your phone right now saying, Stephen, you hate sports. You've said as much many times on this podcast. Why in God's name are you talking about football? Yeah. Well... My response to you is, first, I can't hear you shouting, so knock it off. Okay. Uh, people think you've gone mad shouting at your phone. Of course, in this day and age, who knows? Yeah, Secondly, yeah. as I've also mentioned on the show before, it's getting difficult for me to find things to talk about on the show. So when I find something with some substance, I kind of latch on to it. And sure. then I kind of see where it goes. And seeing as how big sports ball game happened... Last night, between, uh, what was it, the Pottsville Maroons and the Kansas City Blues? Nailed uh, it. Yeah, they, it, it happened. I don't know who won. Uh, no. I thought, what better time than now to talk about everyone's favorite football game series, Madden. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. I know what you're thinking. I've gone completely mad. Mm. But you're only half right. I'm only... I'm I'm completely. You're mad, dude. Exactly, I'm <laughs> mad. <and laughs> uh, anyway, now let's head back to one of my favorite decades, the '70s. Why? I don't know. I was born at the ass end of them. I don't remember. Anyway, here <laughs> we find. By the way, did you know? I found out that I am classified as a zennial. What? It is a cross between a Gen Xer and a millennial. Because I fall. Can they just leave us alone? I know, but I've I, somewhere there's like from seventy-seven to eighty-three. They say you're like one of the last generations to grow up without technology, but you also kind of grew into technology. And, and I don't know. Yeah, I've been swallowed into so many different ones at this point that I'm just like, you know what? If you expect me to be really able to relate to someone born in the mid to late nineties, then I don't know what you're drinking. Mm. Because those are, that's a huge gap to understand what kids went through. Yeah. I think I'm the last one who was like shoved outside. I was the last latchkey kid. I, but I, yeah, at least we remember those times where it was just like, get outside. It was like, but, yeah. but I don't want to see you until it's dinner okay. time. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the we're inside was grown up area and you yep. were just like not allowed. Just get out from underfoot. I don't care what you do. <laughs> Didn't matter how hot or how cold it was outside. Your ass was outside. You can handle it and go away. Until, <laughs> can yeah. please come in, please? No, no, no. no. Nope. Getting on everyone's nerves. Anyway, yep. <laughs> the 70s. 
Uh, in the 70s, we find a young teenager attempting to create his very own version of the Stratomatic Pro Football game. Now, once again, I can hear 99% of our audience thinking, what the fuck is that? Well, firstly, yeah. yes, I read your thoughts, because that's how it works. And secondly, shouting out loud is no good, so just think it, and then I'll hear it. Uh, secondly, the Stratomatic Pro Football game was a tabletop board game that was first produced in 1968. The game is a statistically based sports ball game that simulates the play of American football by using the player statistics, which are then analyzed and converted into numerical results, which reflect each player's production for a given year. These numerical results are placed on a set of cards with each team having its own set. In addition, a team's defensive ratings for a season are then converted into card data that determines how many yards may be gained against that defense. Make sense? Uh, yeah. I don't it sounds like digit strategy card game. It sounds like nerd game. Uh, but yeah, like just math. It doesn't seem like something a actual football player would or football lover would enjoy, but maybe I'm well, wrong. I don't know. it does kind of sound like um, all of those pools that they'll put in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fantasy like, football or whatever. Fantasy, there you go. Yeah, maybe something sort of like that. Because I know they're always talking stats and can I have your player, blah, blah, blah. This you is know, true. This is true. Maybe yeah, I'm... So maybe it was the early days of that. Sure. I, okay, so I'm underestimating the football players. Uh... Of that time. I don't, I don't want to give a lot of credit to one Yeah, I was going to say of that time when yeah. we didn't have all this other stuff. Yeah. But anyway, if, if it doesn't make sense, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm just going to move along. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> this teenager made a copy of this game that he loved. He was trying to put his own spin on it. Uh, and then, <laughs> because he was market-minded, he, he decided he was just going to sell it and make some serious bank uh, ripping off this other game. Uh, and he was a teenager, so don't forget that. So, okay. uh, alas, his idea was a failure, and it made no money, which sounds really familiar if you think about it. Someone stealing <laughs> an idea and then don't make it work, and then it... anyway, uh, it'll come to me. <laughs> Apparently, the game he made was too complex. If it wasn't complex before, <laughs> how did you make it more complex than it already yeah. was? Oh wow! Amazing. Now, to say it was too complex, uh, keep in mind, too complex for the human mind. He knew that something could possibly figure it out later on because there were these little things he was starting to hear about called computers. And oh, they yeah. seemed to be pretty, you know, smart and fast and, and doing calculations and whatnot. So right. he hung on to this idea, knowing that one day he was going to be able to screw over millions of people for money. <laughs> Then he'd show him uh, that teenager who nobody liked turned out to be Trip Hawkins. Oh. And now you know the rest of the story. Unless you don't know who Trip Hawkins is. Uh, he is the founder of EA. Oh, yeah. And that should tell you plenty. Now. Well, I mean, we all know where the sports ball games ended up, so... Hawkins went to Harvard, where he began working on this football simulator using the ideas from his stolen concept. The program is said to have predicted the winner 
and score of the 1974 Super Bowl. Or at least come damn close. It did. Okay. Okay. But we're taking a thief at his word, so you be the judge. Now, a mere eight years later, Hawkins founded EA, or Electronic Arts, for those who don't know what that means. You should, Mm -hmm. but they don't really say it anymore. It's funny. That's true. EA challenged everything. EA sport in the game. Anyway, uh, (laughs) but he he created or founded uh, EA for the sole purpose of creating computerized versions of the Stratomatic games in which he was trying to copy. But Uh, while simulated football is all well and good, he needed a name to really sell it, you know, Mm -hmm. because no one wants to play uh, football game. You want with cards. You want something like what was that one guy? I don't remember. It was a game in the NES days. I don't remember the guy's name. Oh, like for sports? Yeah, it was like he had his name on it, and it was like, "Hey, this guy's football," and you're like, "Oh, wow!" And I don't remember his name. Uh, I remember the game. I played it, but I didn't care. Anyway, so I'm going off on a tangent. So, <laughs> Trip went to the first and only person on his list of potential gets, Joe the Schmo Montana. He was Tripp's all-time favorite football player, and he knew he would be the right face to sell EA football. Mm -hmm. However, Tripp did not do his due diligence, or he didn't care. I'm inclined to think the latter. For you see, Montana had already had an endorsement deal with another garbage company, Atari. (laughs) So when he went to his... He decided then he would just write another name on this list, and that would be his second choice. Former NFL quarterback and California Golden Bears coach Joe Cap. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know who that is. I do. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know who he is either. Look at his face real quick, because I know. I just wanted a reminder. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy. So uh, apparently with the Vikings, there you go. Sure. Uh, anyway, I don't know who he is, but some people know all the actors and the directors in the world. Some people know all the sports ballers. So there's somebody out yeah, there. Who's going, oh yeah. Joe Cap. Sure. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I just, uh, I'm going to let you like your thing. Hmm. You do it. But apparently it wasn't meant to be as old Joe Cap was hip to this idea. And he wanted royalties. <laughs> But Tripp wasn't about to pay anybody royalties for someone's name and likeness. I mean, come on, get real. So I'm only using you to make the money. Yeah, but this, pff, we can't. Yeah. Fair. You're, you're missing the point. Right. <laughs> royalties. We haven't made a game yet. So eventually, Hawkins. Uh, I, I keep wanting to put a G in there. It's Hawkins, mm-hmm. Hawkins. So if I, I throw the G in there, I, I apologize. It's Hawkins, like the Stranger Things town. Wasn't that Hawkins? I think, isn't that? Or was that Hawkins? Okay, see? see, I think Stranger Things was Hawkins, which is where I think Okay, you well, you Hawkins. know what I'm saying. There's no G in this man's name. Uh, hell with uh, it. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> well, it is a trip. Sure. Trip, 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 trip. Trip, trip, papa. Trip, papa. So eventually... Tripp decided to approach John Madden, with whom he met on a two-day-long train trip along with fellow game producer Joe Yabara. Now, 
I know that name. Yeah, you should. I don't remember what he does, but I knew the name when I saw it. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. that guy. So Hawkins and Yabara pitched the idea of a sophisticated football computer simulator to men who knew absolutely dick about computers. So they tried to... like, I heard of a thing. Exactly. It was fairly new. So they would try to explain the game uh, that they wanted to make as this very accurate simulation of football. So... Madden kind of thought, oh, so it'd be like a tool to teach football and then you could test plays and then people could see how you play football. And they're like, yeah. So yeah, it would do all the things that football does and we just put the stats in it and then it's football. Yeah. And he's like, oh, so you want to make a, I got it. I got it. So he understood Uh and he he was just like, all right, so I'm going to explain it. And I, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about football. And then you can put that into your game. So mm-hmm. for two days and nights, they talked about football. They learned every little thing about football from Madden. And they jotted down notes. And this seemed like it would be a done deal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you see, <clears throat> the team over at EA, as they were beginning to make their game, Madden was very aware of the game that they were explaining. Mm-hmm. So he insisted on one very important thing before he decided to endorse the title. This had to be accurate. No sure. cut corners. No taking anything out. If you were making a football game with my name on it, this better be football. Sure. Okay. And Yabara's like, okay... Because there was an issue with that caveat. Because most home computers at the time, they were limited on what they could do. And being accurate to the game meant 11 players on each team on the field. Uh-huh. And Yobara knew that that was not going to be possible at this point in time. <laughs> so like, shit. So if we more want... space than we got. Yeah. yeah. So if you wanted Madden, you had to have the players. You had to have everything be football. So... Uh-huh. To make this happen, Yabara asked, and this just seems like this would have killed a studio immediately, but they were passionate, I'll give them that. He asked for three years to get this figured out, and then they promised they will have an accurate football game. So Madden agreed. He took $100,000 in advance for royalties, or against royalties, excuse me. Okay. Keep that in mind. He took an advance against royalties. However, over the next few years, he was kind of wondering if the game was ever going to happen because he never got updates. He was just like, I I got money for it, but I don't don't see this thing with my name on it. So I guess it's happening or maybe it's not happening. I don't know. So he he thought for my money, I guess. Yeah, he thought for a while that it just wasn't going to happen. But he didn't understand the technical limitations. He just thought they gave up. So he was just like, all right, well. That's that's sad, but at least I got money. Mm, Right. EA, trying to figure this out, decided to bring in some help to develop their game. They first hired Bethesda to work on the game since they had worked on their own football game, Gridiron. But (laughs) unfortunately for EA, uh, they didn't keep their end of the bargain uh, in which they signed them. 
so Bethesda got pissed and sued the company because they didn't meet their end of the contractual agreement, which was that they were supposed to release some of their games that they had also produced, like Gridiron, and EA didn't. Uh, what? So they went halfway through the production and was like, you know what? Fuck you. We're out. So yeah. they got the game half done, which added yet another delay to the game, but the company decided to persist. But after four years of development, John Madden Football was released on the Apple II in 1988. The game's initial release did fairly well, but Yabara's concerns about the hardware and what it could handle did come to fruition as the game ran relatively slow. So it was... Oh, God. Could you imagine? Oh, God, no. (laughs) I mean... Well, I mean, we can, but, like, now. Yeah, but (laughs) we never played it, so for those who were just, like, super pumped and then had to sit there and go, oh, my God, please. Yeah. I'm sure they were... Ten minutes later and your thing moved. (laughs) Pulling their hair out. Right. But it was enough to keep EA going, which is unfortunate because we see what EA has turned into. And the game series itself, I don't know if you know this... (laughs) It has done nothing but ruin lives. Really? Okay, I I know that might seem like a hard left turn, but I intend to prove it to you here today. And we start with the man himself, John Madden. Okay. Whether you know it or not, his decision here was possibly the origin of a curse. Now, whether that's true or not, is anybody's guess? I'm just putting it out there. It seems very plausible because the success of the game put John Madden into the position position of owning unlimited stock options with EA when it went public in 1989. But Madden, oh man, he did not buy. He did not buy a single option. And he regretted that move, calling it the dumbest thing I ever did in my life. Because imagine the money that man would have been rolling in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I could, I could be blowing things out of proportion, but, but I I posit 10 years later, San Francisco 49ers running back Garrison Hurst, this player that we all know, Uh became the first NFL player to grace the cover of a Madden video game. Before that, it was just Madden, just doing his ah, ah, whatever his little poses were. But you see, in a twist of fate, if you will, pardon the pun, almost immediately after the game's release, Hurst suffered a broken ankle during a game with the Atlanta Falcons, which had to be operated on. That surgery led to complications, which led to one of his foot bones dying. (gasps) How? Who knows? Okay, sorry, that's probably not the point. But But because of that, he subsequently missed the next two seasons of football so he could recover. Uh, Yeah. And I know you're thinking, all right, well, that's just one. That's just one. (laughs) The following year, Detroit Lions running back Barry Sanders was set to be featured on the cover of Madden NFL 2000. However, weeks after that announcement, Sanders announced his retirement from the league, which people were like, what? What? EA quickly filled that void with Green Bay running back Dorsey Levins. 
wouldn't you know it, Levens was also injured, which restricted his movement as a player. And that led to the worst record the Packers had seen since Brett Favre was quarterback. Yeah, I said it. Favre. And that stink on the team led to Levens being discharged in 2001. Coincidence? I think not. The following year, Tennessee Titans running back Eddie George was on the cover of Madden 2001. Titans were in the best possible place, best teams in the country. They were I on their way. I remember that Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> this was going to be a record-breaking season. But because his mug was on the cover of that game, mm-hmm. he botched a pass in the fourth quarter of a playoff game against the Baltimore Ravens, and their season ended right then and there. Proof! The Proof. curse is real. It is a real thing. Now, I, I know I know what you're saying. <laughs> There's skeptics out there right now going, come on, you don't believe that. You don't believe that. They're, you're just, you're blowing smoke. Allow me to continue. 2002, Minnesota Vikings. Dante Culpepper, on the cover, months later, suffered a knee injury, took him out of the rest of the season, ruining him as a player going forward. 2003, St. Louis Rams, Marshall Falk, featured on the cover. Falk was yep. a Super Bowl champ, multi-award winning offensive player of the year, held the multiple records, rushing, receiving, freaking fast, man. Just amazing. Cover appearance, his performance declined. He eventually left the league altogether due to a knee surgery. 2004, Atlanta Falcons Jeez. quarterback, Michael Vick. Need I say more? No, actually, I do. <laughs> I was going to say, we could probably just go. 2005. Yeah, he, he fractured his right fibula, which forced him to miss the first 11 games of the season. But we also know he's a piece of shit, so what? It, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2005, Baltimore Ravens middle linebacker Ray Lewis fell to record a single interception that year, which was a first for that player. 2006, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Donovan McNabb, whose name sounds familiar. Anyway, he got a groin injury. Ow. That put him on the reserve list for the remainder of the season. 2007, Seattle Seahawks running back Sean Alexander broke his foot third week of the season, which concurrently broke his streak of rushing yards. Jeez. Believe me yet. Ten years in a row, basically. 2008. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. Still going. Yep. San Diego Chargers running back Ladania. Ladanian. Ladanian. That's what that says. Ladanian Tomlinson mm-hmm. was set to be featured on that year's cover. However, the smell was in the air. Yeah. Chargers fans feared. For Tomlinson. They were like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we're kind we, of on to what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of saw what's happening over here, so I don't think you ought to be on that cover. So Tomlinson listened, and he was like, all right, I'm going to back off. And he declined the offer to be on the cover. Oh, okay. He listened. So then it was offered to Tennessee Titans quarterback Vince Young. Now, Young made the mistake <laughs> of mocking the curse on live television. Well... Wouldn't Uh-oh. you know, that that just set him up for an injured quadricep in that turn, you know, and he f- missed the first game of his career. Holy crap. He did eventually return that season. <laughs> but what? then he just injured himself again. 
Oh, God. And to me, that just proves that the curse is not to be trifled with. You're like, oh. You openly mocked it. You mocked us? We're going to injure you not once, not twice, but thrice. (laughs) (laughs) Now, alternatively, San Diego Chargers defense in Luis Castillo. Castillo? Castillo? Castillo. Castillo, I think. uh, Was the cover athlete for the... Spanish language version, which I didn't know that they would even change for a different version of the game. Who knew? Uh, he was also taken out that season due to a knee injury. <laughs> he didn't talk smack, though, so he got off light. Right. Yes. So. <laughs> Someone learned at least a lesson. You think. 2009, Green Bay Packers, Brett Favre. <laughs> injury that would affect him until he retired. 2010, Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald Gerald, and Pittsburgh Steelers strong safety Troy Palamola. Palamula. Oi. Palamula. Palamula. I don't care. That guy. They're both featured. First time, first time you'd ever had two players on the cover. So now this is going to be a test. Yeah. Let's see how this curse really works. Uh-huh. Now, while Fitzgerald went relatively unscathed, he had a less than impressive season compared to previous seasons. So it's kind of like, ah, mild. He didn't get hurt, though, so... No. Okay. Polamalu, that's how that looks, sprained his medical or medial collateral ligament in the first week of the season, which led to four missed games. He returned after three, and he got injured yet again. Oh, my God. 2011, (laughs) New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees, worst season of his career. 2012, Cleveland Browns (laughs) running back (laughs) Peyton Hillis missed many games due to his injured hamstring and strep throat, plus several contract disputes which led to the Browns declining him to resign. That sounds like shit. Yeah. So I you, mean, I know what you were going for. Yeah. It sounded good to me. I tried. Uh, I haven't done Cleveland in a while. So, you see, we mm-hmm. went from 2000 to 2012. I could keep going. Wow. Are there any people still doing it? Have they? There are that? many people still doing it. And... While some of these instances are milder than others, even later instances could be considered stretches, you can't argue that something strange is surrounding those who were tapped to be on the cover of this ongoing football simulator. Mm-hmm. Sure, it may be one of the most profitable video game franchises ever in history, but it helped keep one of the worst video game companies alive and well. So, next time you're sitting at home thinking about the time you had dreams of becoming an amazing football star, just remember that you could have been chosen to be on the cover of Madden NFL game. And you could have seen your career turn to shambles soon after. And you could be somewhat responsible for making money for awful people. Mm-hmm. And then, then you'd have to argue that you don't support the company's terrible choices like adding loot boxes to games like FIFA 18. But you know what? People aren't going to listen to you 
Okay, you're on the cover of their games. You clearly support their bad decisions. And then sometimes those same people turn on the developers of the game saying, well, you support them because you helped make this trash game. And then those devs just respond to like, hey, man, I got mouths to feed. I'm just trying to work. I just took a job, man. I, I know that there's some shady shit going on here, but I didn't I, yeah. I didn't say it. I didn't do I didn't it. break his ACL. I didn't do it. I just <laughs> made the game. I understand. But come on, man. Don't be blaming me. Doesn't matter. They made it, and they're a target. And then, and then they target the players of the game, criticizing them for supporting loot boxes in FIFA 18 because they bought the game. And then those players say, I don't support loot boxes. I just like soccer. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you supported a game that promotes loot boxes by creating a money-hungry company that has a difference of an opinion on what a game should be. Madden football. <laughs> It's a billion-dollar franchise that rakes in money every year for a garbage company riddled with numerous scandals and criticisms. I don't understand it, but I also don't yeah. care for football. Yeah. Who am I to criticize those who love a game and want to play it? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Some people... Some people can't get it other places. Some people just love a thing and they want to play a game. And most people probably don't really know about all of that stuff stuff with ea anyway they're just like ooh, new football game (laughs) exactly so if some people just want to play a game to play a game let them play the game they i i understand that ea is a terrible company but you know what they just want to play football and there's no other way to play football so let them play football they want to play football let people play the games they want to play now was madden responsible for the curse I don't know. I mean, yes. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> he gets off the cover and this happens. He clearly cursed something there because he didn't buy his option. But he's now mad. One could also argue that Trip was responsible for wanting to transform this board game into a game, uh, a video game or, or a simulator, as he liked to, to point out. Yes. It's unclear which is which, but... Just know that when the truth is revealed, let us place blame on the person responsible for that curse. Not those who just want to play a simple sports ball game. Amen. Amen. There you go. Mic drop. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot, though, mm-hmm. Stephen. That's a lot of people to take out for just being on the cover of something. Sure. <laughs> like... I think after like the fifth or sixth one, I'd be like, you know what, though, guys? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to be on your cover. <laughs> but at least, at least a few people got wise and were like, nah. <laughs> nah, yeah, mm. no. Um, there's just well, I mean, sports people are very superstitious, I would imagine. So you get that sort of going. It's like, nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, interesting. Well, happy sports ball to those of you who celebrated. Hopefully, you're feeling okay today. Yeah. And that's our show. Woo. That's our show. You can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash, or you can go to Instagram to view the weekly icon art Stephen puts his time and love into. Um, you can also send us an email to Super Mega, Gra- Super Mega Crash at gmail.com. I was going to agree mail. 
Gmail. Um, I've said it before. <laughs> you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred podcast app and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. And if you want more than just podcasting content, head on over to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions for more. And we're doing good at Discord. Help make us great and join our Discord into the sibling tomfoolery that we have in there. Links are in the description down below. Thank you for listening. I am Lacey O'Finley. I'm Stephen White, and I still want to know what that game was <laughs> that I can't remember the name of, of the football player on the NES. So if someone remembers the game I'm talking about, it was on the Nintendo. It was somebody's football. And I it can't... It was on the regular Nintendo system. Yep, it was a regular Nintendo. Nintendo. It was like the one football game that seemed to get passed around. Maybe it wasn't even called football. It could have been like... Uh, I don't remember. I, 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 I'm, I'm blanking. I don't know. I don't know. I was kind of looking myself right here. Someone but... knows. I no know someone knows. out there knows the game I'm talking about. Anyway, okay. it doesn't matter. I'm Stephen. Well, White. put that, put that, put that in our Discord. Come in. Let us know. Go, yeah. Stephen. It's this. Please, please. <laughs> I need this answer. So please give us the name of that football game. But until then, Super Mega Crash siblings, you can also... Game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.